in the middle of adversity, you can find yourself, you know, in a life, life death situation. But everything that you put in your mind, everything that you put in your body, everything that you put in your heart gives you the equipment necessary so that you can take those extemporaneous decisions and always choose life, always choose beauty, always choose abundance. You know, and for me, that's, um, you know, train your mind, train your heart, train your body so that you can be ready to take those extemporaneous decisions and, and land on your dreams. Um, I literally, you know, as a pilot and also as a, as a dream catcher for uh, a few people around the world. <laughs> hey, I'm Julia Lopez, communication architect, international speaker, author of Leading High Heels and your host. Welcome to Brave, Bold and Brilliant Podcast. Together with my guests, I will share with you inspiring stories where being brave and bold were the trigger to becoming brilliant. For the past decade, I've been helping professionals to express themselves with clarity and confidence in any stage and arena of their lives. Communication is key to success, and stories have the potential to transform lives and move people into action. There is someone, somewhere, who needs to hear exactly what you have to say. Be brave, bold, and brilliant, and speak up unapologetically. Dear Jacqueline, it's such a pleasure to have you here today. We met a couple of years ago in one of these adventures that I was creating with Daniela Kilos for the Business Success Summit. And you were one of our guests. And since then, I've been following you because we have something in common. We are both passionate and in this mission to support women to have a voice out there. And you're a woman who has faced lots of challenges, as I know. You had, you overcame two cancers, but it's still you build up as, I don't know, you were telling us from the ashes, maybe as a phoenix. And, but you have something very special that I love it, which is you call yourself as a pilotina. Welcome to this space. And we love to share, to, to hear from you on your stories where, when you have been brave, bold, and brilliant. Welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you so much, Julia. It has been a pleasure to know you and also to see your incredible journey and how you elevate women and elevate speakers through your various platforms. It's, um, it's quite, a, quite an honor to know you. Thank you for inviting me. Brave, bold, and brilliant, okay. Can they all be in one place or do they have to be in different sentences? You share. No, you share. You share. Like I, I think we sometimes the brave and the boldness goes hand by hand. But then I would love to. You have so many brilliant actions that I know by following you. But I want you firsthand to share that as well. Because we women tend to not talk too much about our great achievements. 
Thank you. You know what I think? Um, I think every day is about being brave. You know, sometimes we think of those moments that defy us to the core as the most bold, you know, and brave moments. But I think every day as we fight our battles, as we fight with our mind, as we conquer uh, the challenges of every day, we are brave. I mean, it takes a lot of guts to be brave, to say, I have a dream, I have a goal, I have a mission, and, uh, and carrying that out every day. And sometimes we forget that all the other people in the world are carrying the same burden of saying, how do I become brave and bold? And how do I use my brilliance today, right? And, uh, and sometimes we wait for that magical moment to say, I'm bold, I'm brave, you know. And the truth is that there are micro moments of boldness, of bravery and brilliance every single day of our lives. And sometimes they come incognito, you know, they come in, in, in you know, micro conversations with our children or when you share an idea with someone and they spark up and they say, wow, I can't believe that. I never thought about that, right? I think all of us, in the same way that we carry this, uh, this you know, challenge of every day and, and, and choosing to be alive every day and choosing to be the best version of us, we find ourselves also in, in dealing with challenges, you know, every single day. But for me, you mentioned, uh, you know, I call myself pilotina or pilotina in English. And to me, that kind of defines what bravery, boldness, and brilliancy looks like to me. Um, and you see, ever since I was a little girl, I've always been enamored with this idea of dreaming of something that is bigger than you and manifesting it. You know, so you, you basically take the two parts of your brain, the right and the left, where you're thinking whimsically, but then you're also thinking practically. And um, I've always had, you know, I guess that gift, you know, from God of, of being able to see something and then having the fortitude and the bravery to land it. And uh, nothing in my life had come to explain that sort of, you know, weirdness, you know, as I was growing up, like, wow, you're really good with creative stuff, but you're also really good with making it happen. <laughs> you know, like, where do I put you? I don't know what box to put you in. <laughs> and, uh, and then came aviation to my life almost six years ago. And I knew then what bravery meant, what being bold meant, and what, you know, what moments of brilliance can mean as well to save your life. And um, I remember that when I started flying, I used to feel that I was uh, strapped to the plane. And oftentimes, you know, in this twin control airplane, um, I would hand over the, the controls to the, you know, to the instructor because I'm like, oh, wait, the plane wants to go to the left. The plane wants to go up. The plane wants to go down. <laughs> And it was, it happened for a few months and then something brilliant happened in my mind. And that was, you know, what if the plane was an extension of me instead of me being strapped to the plane? And in fact, I became the pilotina in command of this aircraft.
And um, it was a moment, it was a micro moment of brilliance where I just like said, wow, I am the pilot in command. And it's, it's funny to say that, right? Because you're starting to be a pilot, right? But it's something that you can't force, something that it's a shift in your mind. It's something that you have to feel and that you have to make part of you. And then the transformation happens. Is it, but it's at that moment in life when we have, is when we transition to mastering something, to incorporating something to ourselves, right? It's when you internalize, as I say, it gets into your bones and then you're not thinking anymore because before it's, it's the process and you're still thinking what you have to do, understanding the situation around you. And then all of a sudden you become part of everything and everything flows. And in your case, literally flows on sky. This is amazing. But tell me, I'm curious about this passion that you have, um, is, you said it started six years ago with the flying, and now you're bringing women together. You even created this phone to support women to uh, embrace the aeronautics, to start flying. And I have here your beautiful book, Latinas in Aviation, which I have a, a friend who is part of it as well, uh, Maria Elena Camps. And uh, tell us a bit more, because I have my niece who is an aspiring pilot back there in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And um, one thing that I want to clarify, too, that uh, one of the most beautiful things that I've taken away from aviation is to be humble. There is uh, you're constantly sharpening the saw. You're constantly learning and you never quite arrive to complete proficiency. Because, you know, the, the world that we live in, nature around us is so complex that every flight gives you a unique opportunity to, to be grounded and to be present and to have situational awareness and to learn something new. So I've learned about patience and humbleness in, in the world of aviation. And I'm, I'm a lifelong learner, right? And I don't ever take anything for granted because one thing that happens might, uh, you know, might be the end of your life, you know, in a, in a situation, depending on what it is. But you're right. I mean, I, um, I took this on, it became part of my life. And so much so that I mean, you can't come into this world, halfway, you can't come into this world, 95% even, all of your heart and all of you and all of your music inside of you has to be in, you know, in what you're doing as a pilot in command. So I take that very seriously. And as I, as um, aviation started to sip into every area of my life, I realized that uh, I could use my brilliancy, you know, which a lot of people tell me that it's more about seeing dots that other people might not be able to see. So I'm very strategic in nature, in, in, in a strategic servant leader. I, I probably should call myself that because, uh, you know, my core is about servant leadership and um, everything I do stems from that. And I ask my question is, is, is this going to serve? Is this going to elevate women? Is this going to serve a community? And if it does, then I'm in, and I'm in a hundred percent, not only five, 95%. And, um, and that's, um, that's how I came to this book, Latinas in Aviation. Um, I, call it, I call those divine downloads. Uh, and they're basically 
ideas that come to your mind, they first come to your heart with an amazing feeling. And that kind of feeling is if you don't do it, if you don't execute it, you feel bad about it because it's so, it's like you almost have tears in your eyes, right? It's like, I have to make this happen. And, and that's how I distinguish the 40,000 thoughts and ideas that I get every day with a divine download. And when it's a divine download, I know that I need to take the first step. I love that concept. Just, just interrupting you a second. Divine download. I'm going to use that because just giving a, a parenthesis here, you're talking a lot, a lot since the beginning about execution because that is so important because I see there's so many people out there, not only women, but people out there. They have so much to give. They have so amazing ideas, but they just don't believe that they can manifest, that they can make that happen. What is your motivator for all of this, for your divine download? Um, that concept came to my mind a few years ago. Um, and, and you mentioned it at the beginning, I mean, being a cancer survivor and uh, being a survivor of a lot of other things, you know, stereotypes, poverty, stigmas, you kind of like put, put on that bravery and that boldness, right? To say, I choose life and I choose a life of significance. I choose a life of service. Um, for me, um, January 9, 2007 was the day that I created a contract with God. I said, I'm going to serve to live and I'm going to live to serve. And um, subsequently, every single day beyond that, I've um, been intentional um, in the last, you know, what, 14, you know, 14 years since that happened. And, um, and I just think about, you know, how I renew my contract with God every day through my acts of service. So it's, it's something that, uh, you know, might sound cheesy to, to some people, it might, uh, but it's, to me, it's the motor, it's the engine, it's the energy that never stops. And for those that know me, you, you know, you've seen a little bit of what I do. It never stops. It's like a fountain of a vortex of abundance of energy, of ideas, of thoughts. The more divine downloads that I surrender to and I embrace and I take action on, the more that come to me and the more amazing people that come to my life and say, I want to help you with this mission to serve. So it's, I don't know how to explain it. Um, what I know is how I feel every day of my life. And it's, um, and it's not from this earth. I feel like it's, um, you know, I'm very pragmatic. Like I said, I have to be as a pilot, but, um, but there's something bigger than that. There's, uh, there's this yearning, this um, decision, you know, to, to serve. And just a few weeks ago, I had a, an encounter with death uh, while flying a plane by myself with my teddy bear. And um, I had to take uh, everything inside of me um, when I was at, at a few thousand feet, a few thousand meters up in the air and make the decision of living and landing. And uh, it takes everything of you. It takes, uh, you know, it's, I don't think I've felt that kind of fear um, in my entire life. You know, even when I faced uh, cancer, you know, that fear of dying. I mean, seeing fear right on your face and, um, and for a split second thinking this is going to be it. But yet, 
pushing past that and deciding, you know what, I'm not fighting with this turbulence. I'm not fighting with the aircraft. I'm fighting with my mind. And everything that I've trained myself to do over the last 20 years, you know, as an adult, you know, as a professional adult, and since I was four years old, reading amazing literature, amazing books that shaped who I am today. And that experiment of personal development took me to that moment a few weeks ago to say, you know what? Yes, I am scared to death. I, but I'm also, I also had the power because I'm the pilot in command and there's nobody else here except me. And today, even though I'm scared, even though I don't know how I'm going to land, if I'm going to survive, I choose life. And, um, and that's what I decided to do. And it's an extreme, it's an extreme example, but um, it's, you know, this is a little example of what everybody battles with every day, you know? So I think um, spreading kindness and ex- spreading our own magic, or as I call it, magics, because I think some days are so magical that there's no word to describe it. Magic is not good enough. So I created magics, which is magic times 10. (laughs) (laughs) Describe that, you know, beauty. And, um, but I think respecting that uh, other people are fighting their own battles and they're, they're choosing bravery and boldness and they're extending their brilliance every single day of their lives too, just like we are. You know, and, and that's what keeps me, it's funny because flying keeps me grounded in my minds and my thoughts and my humility and my lifelong learning, you know, mission. That's so amazing. What are you you're telling us that now my, my, I have my hairs going up here. So, oh my goodness, this is incredible. Thank you for sharing that. And I know uh, I can relate a lot from what you, you say in servant leadership. I I follow that as well because I think the more we give, we expand, but not expanding the ego's um, point of view. It's expanding the good that we want to share with the world. And especially moments like this, uh, there was uh, today even I was writing here and I remembered a comment from a friend here in where I live here in Germany. And she came to me and said, oh, my goodness, Julia, I think people are getting so aggressive, getting so, so this and so that because of the situation. And then I, I thought to myself and I said to her, you know what? I believe they are not becoming. I think the situation's crisis, they only expand, mm-hmm. amplifies what we really are. And if these people were acting like this, they were at a certain, maybe in a lower level this way, because on the other hand, I see for myself, I see for yourself that in situations like this, we are here burning our heads and to see how we're going to get through this, how we can support more people, how, how this can be a better path instead of being complaining, etc. And you just gave an amazing example about this about how what we are expands in moments of crisis. When you made your choice, you said, I choose to live. I am in control here. Wow, Jacqueline, this is so amazing. So amazing. Thank you for sharing. And I know you also wrote so many books, like in com- uh, 
compilations with other ladies. Tell us a little bit about that, because for me, it's the bringing voice to women, giving them their space to share their stories. Absolutely. Um, well, I became an author, uh, publishing my first book, my business book, when I was uh, 26 years old, um, about 11 years ago. And uh, my dream, you know, especially after surviving, you know, cancer and going through that and spending a lot of time in hospitals um, and having been told by the doctors that I was not going to be able to have children and giving birth to two beautiful children. My, my, my son, uh, who is now 14 and a half, in, uh, inspired me to public, you know, basically create my first company. And my daughter, um, who's almost 11 now, uh, inspired me to write my first book. And uh, little did I know, I just wanted to write one book. I mean, that was my dream, right? But you have to be careful what you ask for, because sometimes God and the universe have a multitude of other gifts for you. And um, I literally, you know, I just published my book number 24 uh, last week. Um, now, would I ever thought at the age of 37, I was going to have 30, you know, 24 books? Never in my life. And I think it goes uh, to show that when you surrender to something that is bigger than you and those divine downloads, you continue to make that hope. So in between 24 books, I have several anthologies, several series. Um, many of them, you know, I have uh, the book about my life, you know, my, my, my autobiography. I have four children's books that I've uh, written. I have, um, you know, uh, other, you know, like the, the business book, I have books in English and Spanish. And, uh, and then several other books are part of a series called Today's Inspired Latina, which is the largest collection of Latina stories in a book anthology series, we're about to launch volume nine in 2021 with, uh, with that. And, um, you know, it's 190 women in, in eight volumes that have bravery, you know, have expressed their bravery and their boldness, right, and their brilliancy through sharing their stories uh, in various chapters of this book. So imagine 190 women um, that is combined with my other anthologies, which are Today's Inspired Young Latina, I have two volumes. Uh, Today's Inspired Leader, I have another two volumes, and then Latinas in Aviation. So yesterday, uh, my team and I were actually, you know, just kind of like going down the list. I'm like, okay, let me see. We have, oh, and then I have another one called uh, Jóvenes Soñadoras, an anthology as well. So from my anthologies, I have elevated the stories of 281 individuals, mostly Latina women, 99, you know, 90% Latina women, with the exception of some men with Today's Inspired Leader. And then I'm working on several anthologies for other amazing leaders. And um, that, the, the, the sum up of the anthologies that I'm working on with mine, I've elevated 475 stories. Wow, Watherson. And we were doing the let yet. this just <laughs> to sink. Four hundred over four hundred stories. Four hundred and seventy-five souls out there sharing their experience, sharing their gift with the world. What a blessing. Thank you so much for being you, Jacqueline. Thanks. I'm so I'm so happy that we our path has crossed because I see this. And I hope it continue for many, many, many years to come. 
And, and tell me more. Tell me uh, what are your plans for, for now in this transition, uh, in this period right now? Are you facing any, any special challenge or uh, with a message that you would like to share with the world, to share with the, the community here? Tell us a little bit more about what are you doing right now? You know what? Um, I will tell you that uh, right now, in this moment, I'm more complete than ever before. I'm more in oneness than ever before. I don't have any big ambitions of anything really, uh, except um, being alive. You know, I think that if God grants me life, um, I will continue to serve because that's part of my nomenclature. That's part of my DNA. So, I mean, in this moment, I feel complete. And, and because of that, um, because of that mentality of that mindset of abundance, I keep, you know, uh, sharing, you know, micro moments with people and I keep uh, sharing that abundance. There's so much, you know, it's beyond. If you go to the kitchen, if you say, I want one apple right now, and you go and you have five apples, to me, that's abundance. And sometimes we don't see those abundance, uh, micro sec, you know, micro moments. So right now, I mean, I, I, every day, you know, I continue to, like I say, renew my contract with God of gratitude through my acts of service. And it's a mission that I take very seriously. You know, I, I live with it. I breathe it. I, you know, rejoice in it. And um, in every day, you know, conversations like this, remind me that, you know, I'm on the right path, remind me that I need to continue to flow and to continue to, you know, support, uh, you know, our, our authors, our 475 authors. And also, um, I have a, a nonprofit organization that I started about close to seven years ago, about six and a half years ago as well. And I have 182 daughters that have been, you know, part of this program, uh, our board, uh, has done an extraordinary job. Um, we have the best board that we've ever dreamed of, you know, at the moment, uh, you know, and expanding to the United States, uh, expanding to our graduates in Mexico. Um, we bring them to the United States, host them for five days, give them an experience of a lifetime, you know, and, and they go through our four-step program and it's, uh, it's beautiful. So, you know, for me, that's, uh, that's what it's all about. That's where the rubber meets the road. That's where magic happens, you know, and in the everyday, in those moments that we say, well, you know, we just live an ordinary life. But, you know, as a result of this mindset, um, this pandemic has brought me probably one of the best years in the history of my company, almost 15 years in business. It has also give me, given me exponential growth for my publishing house, uh, never ending river of referrals and opportunities and, and dreams to conquer and, you know, a lot of people call me a dream catcher and uh, I take that seriously as well. <laughs> and uh, I think, um, you know, every day is just uh, better than the next, so. <laughs> I find so, uh, it's so awesome to listen to you because you are the living example of abundance, of how you, when you have an abundant mindset, it, it becomes real. And it, I'm so happy that you share this, especially now saying exactly what I believe and what I've been talking as well, that this, is, this moment is also a moment of opportunity, that we should embrace it, learn from it, and grow with it. And Jacqueline, I am, 
I don't know what else to ask you. There's so many things that I would like to know, but unfortunately, time has a limit here for us. Is there anything else that you particularly would like to share with the community right now? I think it's really a message of hope. You know, um, in the middle of adversity, you can find yourself, you know, in a life-death situation. But everything that you put in your mind, everything that you put in your body, everything that you put in your heart gives you the equipment necessary so that you can take those extemporaneous decisions and always choose life, always choose beauty, always choose abundance. You know, and for me, that's, um, you know, train your mind, train your heart, train your body so that you can be ready to take those extemporaneous decisions and, and land on your dreams. Um, I literally, you know, as a pilot and also as a, as a dream catcher for uh, a few people around the world. <laughs> Thank you so much for your wisdom and for being you. I'll be following you. I'm here. Thank okay. you, Jacqueline. Me too. <laughs> That's all for today. I hope you got inspired to raise your game and be brave, bold, and brilliant. Make sure you listen to my other podcasts. Stories are great sources of inspiration and transformation. Subscribe. Remember, there is someone somewhere who needs to hear exactly what I shared with you here today. Be generous and spread the word. Give your feedback and help grow this awesome community. Until then, be brave, bold, and brilliant, and speak up unapologetically.